Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 8 of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to be reading verse 9. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And I'll stop reading there. Now, in our last study, we saw that in the day of judgment, it's God's plan to uh, bring about a severe testing program for professed true believers. And, uh, and, and that's why it mentions that men were scorched with great heat. And as that ties in with um, all those uh, upon whom the seed has been sown upon their hearts. And, and keep in mind that during the second part of the Great Tribulation, the seed was sown upon the hearts of men all over the world. And as the worldwide proclamation of Judgment Day reached all of the nations. And yet when the sun rises with this scorching great heat, that uh, there there were many that blasphemed the name of God. They spoke evil of God, maybe not directly, but insofar as the doctrine came forth from the Word of God, the Bible, and they speak evil of God's doctrine as well as his messengers who carry the the information from the Bible or or they carry that doctrine, they are, in effect, speaking evil of God and blaspheming the name of God. And, and, and that's what blaspheme means, to speak evil of. Well, then it goes on in the last part of the verse of Revelation 16:9 to say, which hath power over these plagues? That is God, the name of God, hath power over these plagues. And, and uh, that is, God's the one that shut the door of heaven. Uh, E-Bible Fellowship didn't shut the door. God's the one to put out the light of the gospel and and uh, has has removed the light of the moon and and caused the stars to fall and, and making this world spiritually dark e bible fellowship of course didn't do anything like that we have no power to do that at all god is the one who ended his salvation program god's the one that has determined not to save sinners anymore since May 21, 2011, E-Bible Fellowship has nothing to do with that. That is way above us, far higher than anything we could ever dare to approach. This is God's doing. It is Judgment Day, the day of the Lord, not the day of man, not the day of any person. This is the final judgment of God against sinful mankind. And, of course, it's it's dishonoring to him. It, it is just not an accurate 
reflection or, or description to say that this is coming from the minds of man when it's the Bible that has confirmed the day of judgment was May 21 in the year 2011. When it's the Bible that is putting forth all this bountiful information confirming the nature of God's spiritual judgment and and so on. God is the one that has power or authority over these plagues. And the Greek word translated as plagues is plague. And of course, it, it's um, basically transliterated. Plague, that is the English from the Greek, is Strong's number 4127. It's the word that's translated as stripes in Luke chapter 12. And I'll read in verses 47 and 48. And that servant, which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes, or plague, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him, shall be much required, and to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Now, the the application of many or few stripes has to do with whether or not someone is a professed believer or true believer. That's uh, something we're uh, coming to know, that there can also be professed true believers. That is, uh, people who have gone a step beyond those in the churches that profess to believe in Christ, well, these individuals profess to be true believers by coming out of the church and and formally accepting um, important doctrinal teachings that the Bible opened up at the time of the end. But in their turning back from these things, well, then we'd have to say they're a professed true believer, as the actual true believer will not go back from a true teaching of God's word. But... The plagues come upon sinners, whether a professed Christian, more, or a person of the world who's still a sinner, less. Yet they're experiencing plagues, which points to the wrath of God. Now in Revelation chapter 9, where we read of the locusts going forth that are picturing the true believers, carrying the message of God's judgment, And also, the fact that God has saved them all is also an integral part of his judgment. And then, in Revelation 9, in verse 16, it speaks of the 200 million that typify everyone that God has saved, all the elect. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that had sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of jacinth and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths, for their power is in their mouth, and in their tails, For their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues 
yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. So we see it's judgment day. God is bringing plagues upon the wicked. He says the third part of men are killed, which points to all those in the churches have been bundled as tares for the burning. And as soon as Judgment Day came, it it destroyed them because during the time when God was saving outside of the church and, and pouring out the latter rain during the second part of the Great Tribulation, they were in the church where they could not have experienced salvation. And then, of course, on May 21, 2011, God ended his evangelization of the world. The latter rain ceased to fall. And now, even if they came out of the church, it wouldn't make any difference because no one anywhere in the world was being saved. And in effect, that killed the third part or the corporate body. Yet, The people of the world, it says, the rest of the men, were not killed by these plagues that targeted those within the congregations. And and yet, still, even though it's Judgment Day, they repented not of the works of their hands. And, and, And then God lists some of their works and some of their sinful um, acts and, and, and their idolatry. And they repented not. Now that's the condition of the world at this point, And it has been throughout the day of judgment and will continue to be until the judgment is complete. Mankind will not repent. And remember the biblical definition of repent is to turn from sin and, and to turn away. Now, true repentance is salvation. It is God giving a new heart and a new spirit and turning the sinner from the flow of sin that had previously came forth out of his heart. Once God gives the new heart, that flow of sin stops and and there is no more sin proceeding forth from the heart. The person is still a sinner while living in this world because he has a physical body, but God has given a new soul and a new heart and spirit in which there is no sin. And that is true biblical repentance. Now, when God is saying they repented not of their sins, well, we can understand, number one, that means there is no salvation. There is no granting of repentance to the sinner because repentance is a gift of God that goes along with the gift of faith and, and, and his grace and mercy. It goes along hand in hand with salvation. And, and if God is saying that they repented not, the rest of the men repented not, as it says here in Revelation 9, or as it says in the verse we're looking at in Revelation 16, not uh, at the end of the verse, they repented not to give him glory. And he has the whole world in view. He has mankind in view. It indicates 
that men are living in their sin, continuing on in their sinful condition in heart and body. They're, they're opposed to God. They're rebellious against His law and they are not turning from it. And none of them are because it, in order for someone to turn, God must turn them. Now let's, let's, uh, uh, be reminded of that verse in Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, uh, this shows how necessary, absolutely necessary it is for God to grant repentance, to give repentance. And if he does not, there is no true repentance. In Jeremiah 31, verse 18, it says, I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus. Thou hast chastised me, and I was chastised as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. Turn thou me, and I shall be turned, for thou art Jehovah my God. And then in verse 19, Surely, after that I was turned, I repented. And after that I was instructed, and then it continues. So here, here is a prayer that, that uh, could have been made in the time God was still saving. Oh, oh Lord, I see my sin. I understand I'm under your wrath and that I'm subject to destruction. Oh, Heavenly Father, turn me, turn thou me, grant me repentance and I will turn. In other words, save me, oh Lord, give me a new heart and I will then Turn from the sins that are gushing forth out of my heart. And after you have first turned me, then I will turn. That's, that is how the Bible defines repentance. Now men think that if they can stop the outward flow, if they can stop smoking or drinking or cursing or lying, that is repentance. Well that would go along with true repentance of the heart. First, we have a new heart. And then after I have been turned by God, I will turn and I will stop drinking and smoking and lying and cheating. But what men do is put the the tail before the horse and they they think if by stopping drinking and smoking and so forth, that will bring the new heart. No, no, that that is not repentance. Because as often was the case and is the case, when people stop the outward sin and yet do not address the inward flow. Remember that passage in Matthew 15? Out of the heart flows all manner of iniquity. And then God lists all the ugly sins that come forth from the heart of man which defile him and and so to outwardly change behavior and, and as some people go to alcoholics anonymous and they stop drinking are they new creatures no they they just change in outward behavior some people go to uh food addicts anonymous and they they stop overeating have they become a new creature no they've just learned control through help of others to curb their appetite and stop that particular negative behavior. 
But there is no true repentance or salvation. So changing the outward behavior of, of any sin is not salvation. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is a work done by God within the sinner's heart. And when God is not doing that work, then there cannot be true repentance. And and that's why God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Now, there's that's one way we can look at it, that um, we can, and, and it is a fact, that the unsaved are not repenting in the day of judgment, which proves there is no salvation. If if uh, there were some repenting, well, then God wouldn't make this statement in general of a worldwide judgment, that he could not make it. But since none are repenting, he can say that mankind in general are the ones in view that are are the ones that repented not to give him glory. And so that's one way of looking at it. Another way, and, and that's correct, and a second way, and God is also saying this in this statement, that they repented not to give him glory. That is the failure of men, the failure of sinners to repent in the time of the wrath of God in the day of judgment serves to give glory to God. Uh, yes, uh, uh, that's correct. The failure or lack of repentance of men serves the purpose of giving glory to God. Now, how can we say that? Well, we can say that, first of all, because God just did in Revelation 16:9. They repented not to give him glory or to give, yes, to give him glory. The lack of repentance gives God glory. But also, we can see how that worked out with the plagues that came upon Egypt. Now, I, I was going to go through a um, good deal of, of this information in the book of Exodus, but I'll try to condense it a little bit. For instance, in Exodus chapter 8, verse 8, it says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron, and said, Entreat Jehovah that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto Jehovah. And then in verse 13, And Jehovah did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields. And they gathered them together upon heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them as Jehovah had said. Now notice God brought a plague. He brought a judgment upon Egypt. And, and, and Pharaoh requested that the plague be removed. God, uh, did so. Then Pharaoh hardened his heart. Now what was the, the result of Pharaoh hardening his heart? It meant that Pharaoh did not repent continued on in his sin, and as a result of that, another plague would come upon Egypt. The lack of repentance on Pharaoh's part served to 
cause greater affliction, greater punishment for the people of Egypt, and with the tremendous increase of the plagues, plague after plague after plague, leading to the final plague of the death of the firstborn, and then even further than that, more than that, the destruction of Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, all because Pharaoh kept hardening his heart. And that is, he kept refusing to repent, refusing to turn from the direction that he was insistent upon, and refusing to let the people of God go. And then once they were finally gone, he he repented of that, and went after them, which led to his ultimate final destruction, and and that brought glory to God. We we read in Exodus chapter nine, verse fifteen. Uh, it says, "For now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth." And in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up, for it is shown thee my power, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as has not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. And And then that plague came, and more plagues came. And then it says in verse 34 of Exodus 9, And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more, and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he let the children of Israel go, as Jehovah had spoken by Moses. Plagues, terrible plagues. And and yet he would not humble himself. He continued to harden his heart, which eventually brought destruction to all of Egypt. And that's the idea. And then when uh, the Egyptian army was dead in the Red Sea, we, we read in Exodus 15 in verse 1, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto Jehovah, and spake, saying, I will sing unto Jehovah, for he has triumphed gloriously the horse and his rider, hath he thrown into the sea. There is a wonderful song of victory, a wonderful triumphant song of lifting up the name of Jehovah, the name of God, for winning the war over Pharaoh and Egypt, which pictures the Lord Jesus Christ winning the war over Satan and his kingdom of the unsaved, and 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 so God gets the victory. The Lord God is triumphant, and 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 that's why Revelation sixteen nine says they repented not to, or their lack of repentance accomplishes this to give Him glory. God will get the glory, and if we're correct. And Judgment Day is 1,600 days in duration. Then this whole period of time has served the purpose of God pouring out 
um, uh, spiritual judgment and publishing that information to the world which serves to satisfy his law's demands for justice and then finally at the end of the prolonged period of judgment day God completely destroys the world and the sinners along with it and he gets all the glory and and the failure of mankind to repent throughout the day of judgment it it leads to that ultimate uh exaltation and glorious day of the end of this world thanks for joining us for e-bible fellowships evening bible studies you can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.